Well, good morning, everybody. We're GFPS. We're Grand Forks Best Source here on a Wednesday morning. Eric Geltner from the Small Business Administration will be joining us in just a couple of minutes. Your show today, by the way, brought to you by Raptor PCS right here in the Grand Cities Mall and the absolute best place to take your computer. With a full range of computer services at affordable rates, they do computer builds, virus removal, hardware repairs, and I tell you what, if you're looking for a new laptop, it is the place to go. If you're having work done, most cases you'll have your computer back the following day. You know, Raptor PCS, they'll even come to your house, they'll pick up your computer, or you can stop at the loading zone in front of rumors. The winners are the top-rated local businesses in 2019 and 2020. And if you bring your computer in and mention this ad, they'll give you 15% off any computer service. What a great deal. GFBS goes to Raptor PCS all the time. I told you it's the best place to take your computer. Check them out, raptorpcs.com, or call 701-772-7626. Raptor PCS. Go see Brock. He's right here in the Grand Cities Mall. Well, if you have any questions for Eric Giltner or ourselves, feel free to call or text. Our phone number here at the studios is 701-213-0863. Again, 701-213-0863. And uh, before we get going, time now for our daily segment called Jokes My Neighbor Tells Me. In fact, this is a fun fact my neighbor tells me. Uh, here we go. Before the crowbar was invented, most crows drank at home. <laughs> All right, I had to explain that one. I had, I had to explain that one to Katie. What do you think? Are you getting it now? You know, I'm just sitting here rolling my eyes and just all these jokes. I'm just so outdated with these jokes. Like, I just well, realized what a crowbar was, basically. You're not outdated. You're underdated. <laughs> yeah, you're, yeah. You're Better way young. to say it. <laughs> all right, um, Eric Giltner, welcome back to the studios. How are you today? I'm doing just fine. It's good to be back. It's been a while. How's the winter treating you? Uh, I'm staying warm so far. So far? Yeah. And uh, we're supposed to get cold weather, but it sounds like you have a great weekend planned. You're going to go do some snowmobiling? Yes, I am. Yeah. Oh, I envy you. I yeah. really do. We'll see how much we get done, because if it's too cold, you know, we usually end up sitting inside then, right? That's what warm <laughs> drinks are for. That's right. And I good warm food. Who, I have to ask really quick, what kind of snow cat do you got? Oh, it's, a, uh, it's an old one. Uh, it's a 2000... Polaris Indy 400 is a little little one. Mm-hmm. That is but, exactly what my dad has. Could you not? Really? <laughs> yes, okay. Indy. Yeah, yeah, Indy. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. Well, stay safe. I will. Uh, yeah. Every time I get on a snowmobile, I break something, <laughs> and it's usually me. Um, so that's why I don't ride much anymore. But um, the pandemic, you know, things seem like they're starting to maybe ease up a little bit. But how is that treating you and your office so far? Well, I've been able to go to the office every day. I, I work by myself, so uh, we, we have protocol in the federal building, and you, know, mm-hmm. you have to wear masks when you go in and, in the common areas. And I, I've only seen about four people in person in my office. We've been doing all these Teams and Zoom and mm-hmm. things like that. A lot, mm-hmm. of, lot of communication that way. Uh, do you miss being face-to-face with people, or do you, are you okay with the whole Zoom thing? Because I, I can't stand the Zoom thing. I really miss the face-to-face yeah. because part of my job is to go out and travel and visit with economic developers and mm-hmm. lenders throughout throughout this part of the state, and and I really miss being able to do that. Uh, and also, I like to go out and, and teach classes at uh, the area colleges, mm-hmm. and and that's just dropped off. They they say if you want to do something, you we'll zoom you in. Yeah, um, you know, for somebody that doesn't know anything about the SBA, what what does the SBA really do? We do three basic things. Uh, we make it easier for small businesses to get access to capital. 
And that's our main thing. So, um, you know, if you are a small business, you might be overlooked by a, a lender who's it's easier to lend to a more established business. Mm-hmm. And so we're here to, to help the lenders make it easier for them to lend to the small business. We also provide uh, free resources for small business in the area of counseling. And so if you have a small business, you need some help uh, on a particular issue, we have several resources such as SCORE. Uh, Steve's been on mm-hmm. with you mm-hmm. with me before, small business development centers, and we have women's business centers, and we also have a vocational, I'm sorry, a veterans business outreach center. So we've got lots of free confidential counseling available. And the third part, which is the smallest part of us, is that we do help people with government contracting. We were talking about that before yeah. we got on the air. So do you help people with um, that currently have a small business? Or what if somebody is thinking about starting a small business? Do you meet with them? Uh, maybe, I don't know if mentor is the right word, but um, you know, some people might have this great business idea. And, and I mean, let's face it, maybe it's not, or vice versa. Do you meet with people and, and talk to them about what they are getting into? I do. I, I meet with a lot of people to, you know, they say, I have this idea for a business. And, and what I usually do is I get them started, and then I turn them over to one of our resource partners. Mm-hmm. To, just depending upon, you know, the type of business and everything else, uh, I'll either send them to the SBDC or to SCORE. And SCORE is usually the best one for the real new person who is, you know, just kind of kicking an idea mm-hmm. around. How important is a good business plan if you're starting a new business? It's very important in my mind. Uh, President Eisenhower, when he was general, once said that that uh, plan, strategic plans are worthless, but building a strategic plan is the best thing you can ever do. Oh, sure. So, you know, once you get the plan done, it really, it should be a guide for you in the future. But by doing that, you're looking at all the possibilities that could come out and maybe hurt your business and things like, like that. And so it's very important to do that work up front so you know what's going to come at you. You know, uh, when we formed Grand Forks Best Source, uh, we started building the studio, I believe it was a week or two before the pandemic hit. Um, not a good time to right. start a new business, but have you found that at the SBA, not as many people venturing into going into business on their own because of the pandemic, or is that not really slowing anybody down if they've got that vision and that dream? It's actually accelerated it. Oh, it's, it's unbelievable. Um, and, and we can't take the numbers for, for real, but we were looking at some past, uh, registrations with secretaries of state across the, the nation and they take a big jump in June. And they and they're just kind of across the board, and usually those are, are a lot lower. Mm-hmm. And and not every one of those is a new business. It could be a reorganization or mm-hmm. something. But just the sheer volume went up. We know that there's a lot of people starting businesses because of the pandemic. Okay, so either maybe they lost their job, or they're working from home, and realize you know if I'm working from home for somebody else, maybe I could work from home for myself. Exactly. And so our resource partners have seen really increased numbers as far as counseling and hours and clients so it's been it's been good for for a lot of people to maybe take a new look at their life and and they're deciding that owning a small business is a good thing Mm -hmm. um a good thing but it it can be a scary thing too can it oh that's right yeah and that's why we really want to encourage anybody who wants to do that to talk to our resource partners because you know one of the most common things is that people start a business they don't have enough cash on hand Mm -hmm. and and you know that's that's a real hard thing because 
you, you invest all this money and then and then now you got to go find some more money because you just can't do it. <laughs> you spent yourself out already. That's right. Yeah. And one of one of my friends, I won't mention who it is, but he was in the restaurant business. And when he started, he thought that he could just put everything on a thirty day note. Mm. Uh, and and you know, for those restaurant vendors, they want the money sure. when it's delivered. And, mm-hmm. and he didn't understand that. And you know, back then, I wish you would have talked to somebody at Score because they would have said, "Hey, you need to prepare for that and and, and have that cash on hand so you can get through the." The tough moments. Now, if somebody is starting a new business, is there a time frame you tell them? I mean, you know, like us uh, with our business plan, we kind of figured we'd give ourselves about a year uh, to get everything rolling. But is there a time frame that you shoot for? Because, you know, like w- with us, uh, we b- bought a lot of stuff. Uh, we're still buying. We're still adding on, but we're paying it all off and, you know, not really making money yet. But do you tell people what to expect? Uh, you're not gonna, maybe not going to be a millionaire overnight? That's right. Uh, one of the things that we really want to see people do is do a cash flow projection. And that shows where your revenues are coming. It shows where your expenses are going. And it allows you to actually make those financial decisions when to add that new piece of equipment mm-hmm. and something else. And, and that is a, just a very valuable tool. And, and our SBDC and SCORE, and SCORE, they both do that for free for people. And it's uh, just a great tool, and it helps you look into the future and see when you're going to have some cash free and, and to be able to do some of those things. So there is tons of help available for somebody that wants to start a business, or maybe they have their own business and they need to tweak it a little bit. Uh, uh, yeah, we see that. Every once in a while, we'll get somebody that comes to the SPDC. They've got a successful business. They need to add an extra building because they're expanding. And the, the lender is saying, well, show us a business plan. Show us some financials that makes us believe that this is going to pay off and you're going to be able to pay the loan back. And so the SPDC works with a lot of those people like that. Okay. I think last year the SPDC did about $50 million, help people get about $50 million in loans across the state. Wow. Uh, economic aid impact, something we're going to talk about here in just a couple of minutes. But first, I want to take this time to talk about executive properties. Uh, you know, if you've been putting off a remodel or uh, maybe something new around the house long enough and you just want to get it done or you know what? Maybe she's hounding you to get it done. Let Executive Properties get it done for you. They do all types of commercial and residential work. I mean, they do everything. Kitchens, bathrooms, doors, concrete, siding, cabinets, trim, tile. Uh, you get the picture. And if I didn't mention this, they do snow removal too. Yeah, Executive Properties, they take the time to listen to what you want done. And then they're going to do it the right way. Over 30 years of experience. I uh, ran into Barry Romo this morning. I'll tell you what, him and his crew, they do awesome work. They're going to take care of you. They have uh, senior and referral discounts. Willing to work with any budget. So basically, for all your general contractor needs, call them up. You're going to love their work. Executive Properties, 701-330-1273. Or go to their website, executiveproperties.org. Make sure you check out the reviews on Facebook and Google, too. I know these guys personally. You'll love their work. Executive Properties, it is your one-stop company. That can do it all. Uh, right off the bat here, uh, we got a couple of questions for you. or One for you uh, here, Eric. Uh, anonymous. I was denied a loan last year, but I was able to survive 2020. Will I, will there be help for me this year? Uh, this I know is from a business owner. Sure. Well, uh, that's something we can talk about because there are new dollars out there and, uh, this is part of the economic aid Mm -hmm. uh, program. So, uh, yes, what they have is they have two different sources of money for what we call the paycheck protection program. Okay. And, uh, two different pools. One is for what we call the first draw. And that would be for this individual who, for whatever reason, couldn't get the, 
the funding last spring or summer. And maybe something's changed now in his or her business and it's now eligible for funding. So for that person, I would, I would recommend they talk to their lender because that's where that does. The first draw is for somebody who never got the PPP loan to begin mm-hmm. with. There's also a second draw PPP loan, and that's for people who received one last spring, summer. And they can come back and, and reapply and get some more dollars for that. Okay. So what if uh, you're a small business, and can you apply for a PPE loan if you do not have a payroll yet? No, you have to be in business before February 15th of last year. Okay. Okay. And, you know, so, that makes it problematic for some mm-hmm. businesses. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, so now how there's a whole new like second priority group and all of this stuff too. Uh, you did send me a little bit of paperwork, but um, I couldn't really understand it. Uh, um, I think it was written for somebody else, but a lot of this is is kind of over my head. So why don't you explain a little bit about this uh, economic aid impact? Sure, um, and this is important. When they first came out last year, there was two different funding programs. One was called the economic. Uh, injury disaster loan. Okay. And part of that particular program, you could get an advance, and that advance was considered a grant, which is really nice, up to $10,000. And if you got a PPP loan to go with that, the idea with the PPP, if you spend it on your employees, you spend it the way you're supposed to do, you would get that forgiven. So it's free money. Okay. And and what they did was they the, for some reason, SBA decided we're going to back out the grant you got for the other loan so that you only get, uh, you know, they would subtract that out. So you'd end up with a loan of $10,000 if you got the full advance from the EIDL loan. Yeah, okay. And, and that caused a lot of angst. Sure. It, it really did. And so a lot of people were very upset about that, that they felt that they were guaranteed the, you know, that that wasn't going to be a loan for them. Mm-hmm. And, Okay, so this guy that, uh, this anonymous guy that texted, uh, he wants to know uh, what does he need to do to be eligible? Uh, he didn't get any money last time around. Uh, I know he owns a small business, but can he apply again? And, and what does he need to do to be eligible? Well, if he started his business before February 15th, mm-hmm. he, is, he is eligible. Uh, he also has to be able to show that he had revenue. And, and, and even if he's a sole proprietor, just, you know, just himself, mm-hmm. he should be able to show financial records that, that he has been impacted by this okay. as well. That's one of the things you have to attest to when you apply for these is that, yeah, the pandemic has hurt my business. Uh, and, and you have to be able to, to prove it. And, you know, you can look at, there's some businesses that have done just fine during the pandemic, you know, uh, and so it would be pretty hard for them to say, gee, you know, this really hurt me hard, but I've had to add staff and I've had, my revenues have gone way up, so yeah. I want a PPP loan. That's not going to work. So right. he's going to have to have some kind of a financial record that shows that he's been impacted by this. Okay. Um, I see now it says uh, the new Economic Aid Act has made some corrections and has introduced a targeted EIDL advance. Tell We're, us about that. Right. So if uh, some people thought they were going to get $10,000 no matter how many employees they had. So, mm-hmm. and, and then the SBA said, no, it's only $1,000 per employee. And so some of those businesses that didn't get the full 10000 they might be able to get uh, that reimbursed okay. up to $10,000. But they have to be um, in what we call a – it's a federal designation for a, a low uh, economic uh, – what, what, how, I want to make sure I get this right – 
um, that they're in a, they're in a designated low income community. Okay. Okay. And they also have to demonstrate that their their revenues were impacted by a amount greater than thirty percent in over a previous year. Mm-hmm. So if if you didn't if you let's say that your business got two thousand dollars because you had two employees, and and you can prove that you're in a this federally designated low income area and you your revenues are down, you can get up to eight thousand dollars. Oh. And SBA is gonna contact those people. So you don't have to contact anybody. They're gonna be contacted by SBA. All right. And uh by the way he adds, tell him thank you so much. <laughs> yeah. And you know, somebody who got denied right away, there's there's a many reasons that could be there. It could be that their credit was poor and and hopefully they're working on improving that. And and that's something that even our score mentors, they actually work with people to help them improve their credit ratings. So okay. that's something that we work with because that's very important if you want to grow your business to make sure that you're you're eligible from the standpoint of, of just commercial lending. Okay. Now, when they talk about um, the introducing um, or, or the changes in the corrections, so there's two priority groups of applicants who will possibly be eligible for that total of $10,000. Uh, what about the second priority group? What does that consist of? Okay. The the advance amount that people got that was forgiven, mm-hmm. that ended midsummer. But the idle loan, the economic injury disaster loan, that we took applications all the way up to December 27th, I believe it was. Okay. And so, but the people who missed out on the advance, they are in the second priority group. So if you applied for and got an idle loan sometime last fall, you might be contacted by SBA and say, hey, you, you qualified for this grant. And, and so they might be able to get, uh, you know, $10,000. Mm-hmm. Now, the, the PPP loan, uh, was there a lot of loan forgiveness or did, were they all forgiven or how does that work? It, it depends on if you spent the money in the proper way. Mm-hmm. All right. And, and we identified some, some very strict categories. 60% of it had to be paid on wages and compensation. Mm-hmm. You know, that was pretty, that's the whole point of sure. the paycheck protection. Yep. Uh, we allowed 40% to be spent on such things as rent and uh, utilities. Mm-hmm. And, and we've actually expanded that now a little bit. So uh, if somebody's getting a new PPP loan that they'd never had one before, like this gentleman who, who texted us, he could actually buy some things like PPE, you know, the personal sure. protective equipment. Mm-hmm. And so it, but you can't get this money and then go out and buy a new car for your right, business. Right. Uh, do you, do you pretty much have to show, I would imagine then that it goes back into the business? You, you need to be able to prove financially, um, that, uh, you know, records wise that you did spend it the right way. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you, there's actually some thresholds, uh, you know, up to $50,000, you don't really have to do a whole lot. As far as showing the records, you just better have them in case you're audited. Right. Uh, and, and so it's, we're just trying to make it easier for them to get this forgiveness processed and, and for SBA to pay the lenders and then the loan is forgiven. Okay, so now some of these loans, um, you know, we heard from somebody that didn't get one, but maybe possibly a business that did. Are, can they get another one? They can go into what we call the second draw. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be as much money as before as far as the total loans and because they're really don't want to see a lot of $20 million loans going right. out there because they think those companies probably don't need that sure. if they've got $20 million uh, mm-hmm. payroll. So, you know, they're really trying to target the smaller businesses. So the, the loan amount goes, uh, I, I believe it's up to, to $4 million, okay, uh, or $2 million. 
And and so this we're really looking at the smaller businesses. So when you talk about small business, uh, say they do get a second loan, um, do you guys worry at the SBA that these might be too much for them to pay back? Well, if it's a PPP loan, they're not going to have to okay, pay it back if sure. they follow the the rules and regulations. And you know, I've I've found a couple of businesses that for whatever reason they they got the loan and they didn't spend it properly. They laid off their employees, and you know they ended up with a not getting it, all of it forgiven. They ended sure. up with a loan. Yeah, and I mean, you guys keep track of that stuff. It's not like here you go, here's your money, have fun. Well, and and the lenders are. We, you know, we work with the lenders to make sure that this is what the loan proceeds are to do if you're going to get this forgiven. Okay. Um, what else have you got? I, I see you brought a whole bunch of stuff with you there. Um, I, I just kind of went off of the piece of paper that I had gotten. I actually have a couple of things that are representative of what we do in the business counseling area. Okay. Okay. So, uh, for example, on uh, February 18th of this month, I'm actually doing a webinar on market research. Is your business idea viable? And is the, that's the name of the uh, webinar. And so I am just put together some information on how can I investigate this particular business idea? And, you know, are there going to be enough potential target customers out there for me to make money off of? Mm-hmm. Are they willing to pay my price that I need in order to make a profit? And these are questions that you can do by, you know, simply some organized, simple market research. And a lot of business owners don't do that when they go into business. Right. They, they just think, uh, uh, you know, I can... Think of one business owner who had a business that failed. The, the owner thought everybody was going to be just like me. Oh, sure. And uh, so kind of went into a, I don't want to say too much, but they went into a high-end uh, product line. And, you know, North Dakotans are just too cheap. Yeah, to, yeah to no market that. up Yeah, here. that's right. So there wasn't the market. There was enough people, but the people who would be willing to spend that money, it's just not there. So I'm going to walk people through some ideas and some ways that they can investigate and analyze that, that idea to see if there's a possibility for it to be a success. Now, you do a lot of these, like, classes and webinars. Uh, it seems like you're doing one all the time. That's right. And our resource partners do as well. And we have what we call our business builders. And those are for people who are in business and they want to strengthen a certain part of it. Uh, on February 9th this year, we're going to do the importance of having a bail team. And do you know what a bail is? B-A-I-L? I, I do not. Okay. Well, you should get one. Okay. It start, stands for your banker, your, your uh, accountant, your insurance agent, and your lawyer. lawyer. So B-A-I-L. And... You know, it's very important to have those individuals involved in your business. Okay. Because they can help you prepare for the future when things come up. And this is what this particular workshop is going to take a look at. I have an, an old friend who had a, a, a service business, and he used to take his lender, his, his banker, and his accountant out to lunch once a quarter. Oh. He says it was cheaper than going to see the accountant <laughs> yeah. and, and, and the lawyer in their office. Sure. Um, but at least they were ready. So when he needed to buy that new piece of equipment, they knew exactly, you know, what, you know they knew it was coming up and they were ready for him. Mm-hmm. And so just by keeping in contact with those people once a quarter really helped his business because they knew his plan, they knew where he was going, and they were able to help him when he needed it. And, and I would guess uh, it would almost be part of the team of being a business owner is the banker, accountant, insurance agent, and lawyer. I mean, you need them all. You need them all, right? Mm-hmm. And the insurance is an interesting thing. I've had people say, oh, I don't 
want to talk to my agent because all they want to do is sell me more insurance. Mm-hmm. And, and that's not true because they need to be there to see as your business grows that you are being uh, insured for the proper thing. Sure. You know, I, I had a guy tell me one time that this was an agent that a father who owned a business changed his business because he added his son. So he went from Giltner Plumbing to Giltner and Sons Plumbing. All right. Well, they went a whole nine months before he told his insurance company. And what was really fortunate was nothing happened. But because he changed the name, had something happened that Giltner Plumbing was insured, but mm-hmm. not Giltner and Sons. Oh, boy. So as you make these changes in your business, you should really involve your insurance agent and, and these other people just so they know. Yeah. I mean, you'd hate to have your business burned down and, yeah, and then <laughs> not they say, be well, insured. Then you're really out of luck. That's right, because he had legally dissolved that one, and that's who the insurance was covering. The other couple that we have here is uh, on February 23rd, our Women's Business Center, they're based out of Fargo and, 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 uh, and Bismarck. They have put together a really neat library. Okay. Uh, and it's video library. In fact, I did one of the, one of the, the, I guess one of the little library segments for them on, on the art of negotiation. Mm. And so you can go to the Women's Business Center and you can look at all the different topics that are covered in a, in a webinar setting and just check them out. They're, they're, there's no cost to that. And it's just a really neat thing to, to do. And so we're actually going to have a, a short info session on the 23rd on how to use that library. You know, when I think of the word uh, negotiator or negotiation, uh, I think of the word dicker. Okay. Uh, and, and, and I'm horrible. I'm a, the worst negotiator in the world. I mean, I'll walk up if I, it, whether it be a car or a new fishing rod or, or a boat or whatever, and, it, and I don't even say, is that the most you're going to, is that your, you know, your bottom offer? I'm just one of those guys. I can't do that. And there's a lot of people like that. And that's one of the things I, I tell them is that don't be afraid to ask for a better deal because mm-hmm. the worst thing they can tell you is no. Yeah. And and I remember one time my wife and I were buying something and I said, well, I'm going to make her a, a lower offer. And she was like a gas. You can't do that. <laughs> I said, well, why not? This isn't a garage sale. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, let's go ahead and do that. And so in that particular one, I go through a lot of steps as what people can do to make them a more prepared negotiator. And we, we negotiate on so many things in our lives. Mm-hmm. You negotiate with employees for time off and for raises and responsibilities. You know. sure. um, and so there's so many things. There's, there's different levels of importance. And, and the, the real big ones you want to make sure that you're prepared for. So if, if uh, your lease is up and your landlord wants you to sign a new lease, you, know, you better be ready to uh, maybe show some information that will help you keep that, that lease price manageable. Mm-hmm. Because if they want to jack it all up because they think you're making a lot of money, right. you've you got to be ready for that. Right. And you know they think, well, you made it through one year or two years. You must be doing okay. Time to jack your rates. That's right. Yeah. And so uh, anytime you have a potential where you're going to be sitting down in what we call a major negotiation, you, you should be ready to uh, you know, be prepared. And one thing, too, about negotiation we always tell is that you always have to have an out. You need, you need, you know, a, mm-hmm. you need another alternative, and you need to communicate that to them. Well, you know what? You're going to raise my rent here. I can go two blocks down the street, and they're going to give me what I need. Sure. So kind of like a plan B. Yep. And, and it can be used as a wedge in the negotiating. You know, well, mm-hmm. wait a second, doll. Don't get in a hurry to leave us. Yep. Though. Okay. And, uh, you know, so there's always that to keep in mind. Yeah, because, well, I guess that's part of negotiating. You have to figure this out. You don't just go in cold. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, what else have you got there? The one coming up in March is uh, on marketing on a small budget. 
And they're just basically going to talk about some things that, uh, you know, a lot of startups don't have a lot of money. And so, you know, what's the best way to get, you know, get their message out there without spending a lot of money? And that's what this particular workshop is going to look at. Okay, so if somebody wants to be in on any of these workshops, uh, does it cost anything? Is it hard to do? Or how would they do that, Eric? It, it doesn't cost anything for our business builders. Mm-hmm. And uh, the best thing to do is to go to our website at SBA, and it's uh, sba.gov slash nd. And on there, we have a calendar. We have a training calendar, and they can just go on there and click and register, and they're in. You have to oh, register okay. online. Okay. And and once you do that, we send reminders that you know this is going to happen on this day at this time, and so uh, you've got your invite. And and the, uh, they just we've been doing them by you know Zoom or <clears throat> depending upon the resource partner teams mm-hmm. or some one of those uh, programs. And, yeah. and it's at what cost? Zero dollars. Well, um, how are you guys funded then? How could you get away with uh, putting on these great seminars and these classes? Well, we're funded by Congress to mm-hmm. go out and, and help small businesses get started. And so it's, it's taxpayer funded. Yep. And, and, and this doesn't make any sense for somebody not to take advantage of that. And even the free counseling I was talking about earlier, um, that's invaluable for a small business to get some kind of, you know, some, some of that financial assistance and sure. financial planning. And so, you know, there's no reason why businesses shouldn't be lining up to, to get some free assistance. You know, I, you were a teacher at UND for a long time. Right. Uh, now with the SBA, you, I can tell just by talking to you, you absolutely love doing this and helping people, don't you? I, I do. Uh, I was actually hired from the university because of my teaching background mm-hmm. and, and th- because they wanted me to do workshops. They wanted me to counsel businesses. And that was part of my job at UND is I, I would counsel students as well when I worked in the dean's office. And, and that, that was my skill set. Mm-hmm. And, and so that's, that's been fun to do that for all these years. I've been with SBA just last week. It was 23 years total. Wow. Yeah. I was going to ask you if you miss being on campus, but you probably don't that much, do you? <laughs> well, I do, do miss being on campus. Okay. And, and I still get back there. In fact, I, I, I teach in the medical school. Oh, okay. I, I teach a couple of the departments. They're graduating people. It's occupational therapy mm-hmm. and physical therapy when they're getting ready to graduate. They're essentially being sent out there to start a small business. Sure, sure. And, and so I try to give them the background into what you need to know to start a business. And I also teach them how to do uh, personal marketing and networking because that's a very important part of being a business owner is just getting out and meeting people and have them know who you are and, mm-hmm. and know what kind of value you bring to your customers and Abs- patients. Absolutely. So for some of these business owners out there that are fighting through this pandemic, trying to keep their head above water, um, there is still help available. There is, yes. They just need to reach out and ask for them. And, you know, not every business can be saved, but mm-hmm, right. we, we try to do the best that we can. And if you are struggling, why not go out there and, and, and see if you can get some help and see if they can help turn something around for your business. Now, if somebody wants to get a hold of you, Eric Giltner, um, how do they do that? They can give me a call. I'm at 701-746-5160. And I can, I can send them to our resource partners. So it's 701-746-5160. Okay. Um, anything else you want to reach out on here or talk about? Uh, that, I think we've covered a lot um, for today. And, and, you know, it's it's just good to know. Um, there are people like you out there. Uh, so business owners, don't give up. I mean, uh, you never know. Like you said, some can be saved, some can't, but don't give up. I mean, it, it's your dream. Most people that start a small business, they've been dreaming about this for many years, uh, you just got to keep fighting. I mean, we're all in this together, right? That's right. 
Uh, always fun to have you on the show. It's a, uh, been a real pleasure. I, I learned so much. Uh, every time you're in here, it's like, wow, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. Uh, and again, uh, check out some of these webinars. You got market research webinar, uh, the art of negotiation. And there's another one coming up in March, uh, marketing on a small budget. These are all things, if you're a small business owner, that you should absolutely check out. And it's no cost. No cost. All right. Uh, there you go. Eric Giltner from the Small Business Administration. And thank you very much uh, talking about economic aid impact. Uh, if you're a small business, I can't say it enough. Keep on plugging away. All right. Special thanks going out to Probita's Promotions. You know, if you're looking to boost your brand, Probita's Promotions will make you stand out from the crowd. Probita's will consult with you at no cost to help you find the perfect swag for your business. You know, whether it's logo apparel, hats, promotional products, trade show displays, or awards, Probita's is the region's top provider for free online stores. Probita's stores are the perfect option for your company apparel ordering, team spirit wear, or any type of organization wanting to dress their members with logo apparel. Probita's promotions with locations in Grand Forks, Fargo, Bismarck, and Minot. Shop probitaspromo.com or call 1-866-PRO-SWAG. Boost your brand and stand out from the crowd with Probita's Promotions. Hey, don't forget, we're on Amazon Music now. All you got to do is tell your smart speaker to play GFBS Podcast, and it is a done deal. Tomorrow, Dirty Thursday, the Bullring Boys are back. Chad Hoff will be in here. We're going to talk about family racing or racing families. How's that? Uh, We're going to have Blake and Robin Anderson on the show tomorrow. Uh, You know what? If somebody sees Steve out there, tell him he needs to join in. But make sure you tune in tomorrow, Dirty Thursday. Hey, like, share, and tag us, too. We need it. We're Grand Fork's best source, giving Grand Fork's an identity again.